Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to listen in and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, Who's to Blame? And in this message, the preacher will encourage anyone with children to raise them in a loving home that has Jesus Christ at its center. All humans have free will, but we can do a lot as parents to positively impact our children's lives by providing them a Christian foundation on which they can grow and flourish. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Okay, let's go ahead and take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 23. And before we get into that this morning, I thought I would also mention to you, I'm going to bring a lesson to you soon, maybe within the next week or two. But as, as Bible-believing Christians, most of us believe or think we believe that at the rapture of the church, uh, the babies go up with us. And that's fine, but why do we believe that? Why do we believe? It's just sentiment. Uh, is God sentimental? So we're sentimental, and we assume God's sentimental, and God will go along with it, right? Well, that's not how it works. We know that, don't we? So we're going to study what the Bible says and see what the Bible says and make sure we understand what we believe and why we believe it. And, and by the way, I do believe Babies go up in the rapture. I believe uh, babies are, they're not saved, they're safe in Christ. We'll talk about that too. But we ought to know why we believe what we believe. Because I think sometimes we fall in the trap. You ever hear somebody say, well, you, you witness to them and they say, I don't believe a loving God would send anybody to hell. How many of you ever heard that one? Every hand should go up. Okay, we've all heard that one. All right, you know what that is? That's sentiment. Okay, I, that's my sentiment. I'm sure God's sentimental too, and, and he'll, he'll go along with that. Well, we all know that's not true. So we want to know why we believe what we believe, and uh, we'll be looking at that real shortly. All right, Luke chapter 23, and this is a story that I believe is familiar to most of us. We often refer to it as a thief on the cross, but I want to look at it from a little bit different angle this morning, and I think as we do, this may be a real encouragement to some of you. In fact, uh, this is one of those messages, sometimes you have a message that's just broad in scope. And you figure it applies to everybody. And uh, there are messages that get a little more specific. There's something here for everybody, but uh, there's a specific group that, that, that I'm hoping, by the grace of God, this will be a real encouragement to you. Father, thank you for your word now. Uh, it's just been great to be here already. Lord, I got my money's worth. Uh, the singing, uh, the special music, the fellowship, and uh, just, just being here with your people. And knowing one of these days soon, you're, you're going to blow the horn and take us home. And uh, Lord, all the, all the troubles of this life will be a, a distant memory, if that. So until that time, Lord, give us something. We need something. Help me to do my part. And then after that, get out of the way and so that you could do your part. And so I walked that tightrope this morning and uh, ask you to give me your wisdom there's always more to say than I have time to say, so give me that discernment as well. And Father, in this room or uh, on live stream looking in or wherever, I know there's somebody that 
that needs this message specifically. This, this is it for them today. They need this, and uh, just pray that you administer grace to their hearts and, and just give them encouragement, specifically the encouragement that you were thinking of them today. And uh, we thank you that you do think of us, Lord. We don't know how you do it. We don't know how you cast uh, attention across such a span of people, but you do it. And, Lord, when I'm with you, I, I, I could swear it's just you and me and nobody else, but you do this for so many all at once. You're, you're omnipresent, and we thank you for that. So please cast an eye upon us here now and be with us in a special way, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Verse 33, and when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription was also written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew, This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. Uh, you see the cruelty of the devil here, manifested in so many different ways. But Christ is dying this painful death as the innocent one. And all anybody can do is to think of accusing him and challenging him and debasing him. And you see what's going on here. And in verse 40, but the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation, and we indeed justly? For we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Now, this is a great portion of Scripture with all of the elements of the gospel in it. I mean, if you want to show somebody how to be saved, this is an excellent story to go to. I mean, this man, this malefactor, he admits he's a sinner. He admits he's getting what he deserves. He turns to Jesus directly and asks him, and Christ gives him assurance. I mean, think about it this morning. The Lord Jesus Christ, he, he died before the other two, and and we know this because when the Roman soldiers went to break his legs to finish him off, they didn't have to. He had already died. And so Christ was waiting for this man in paradise when his legs were broken. And he finally could no longer breathe because on the cross when those legs were broken, they couldn't push up as well as pull and, and, they, and they would suffocate. And, and, and moments after his death, he was in the presence of God. Now, there's more to this, I believe, than meets the eye, because I want to consider something that maybe you've never considered. I want to consider the parents of this thief. I want to consider the parents of this thief. I want to suggest to you this morning that this, this man was, was Jewish. And, and I think based on some of the things he said, the evidence points in that direction. And if he was Jewish, 
He likely lived nearby, and, well, if you are, you have parents. All of us are here because of parents. And his parents likely lived somewhere around there. May well have been at the scene here, somewhere nearby. It's a fair assumption. And you know what? It's very possible as they stood there, maybe at the back of the crowd, looking on, Hearts breaking, times through teary eyes. They may have saw themselves as a failure. They may have seen themselves as a failure. But I'm here to tell you this morning, based on the evidence in our story, that these parents weren't a failure. And I'm going to show you why. You know, we do the best to raise our kids for the Lord. We make no bones about it. We do everything we can to teach them to do right. And we hope someday, as when Elisha slapped that mantle down and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? They will do the same thing someday. Coming into adulthood, I'm always so encouraged when our kids turn 18 and they join the church for themselves. That's always an encouraging thing. Uh, up to that point, as, a, as a, a, a sort of honorary member of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, they've been on their parents' coattail, but... They've made that decision. We, we, we hope they do that. that that's what we, we raise them in that direction. But consider this situation. Capital punishment. Obviously for some capital crimes. Had to have broken the hearts of his parents. They had to at times have, have thought, to my, thought to themselves that, that other people, maybe in the community, might have looked at them as failures. They might have thought to themselves that maybe the neighbors did. You know, the public can be cruel. The public can be foolish. I always think of the disciples with the blind man in John 9. They, they asked the most genius question. Lord, who did sin? This man or his parents that he was born blind? I think if I'd been the Lord then, I would have taken them all for an IQ test later. Him? He sinned. That's why he was born blind? So what, did he sin in his pre-existence? Did he sin in the womb? Yeah, he was having wild parties in his mother's womb. I mean, but the public can be foolish. They can be irrational. And they could be cruel. Maybe they met with a certain amount of disdain in the synagogue. Certain assumptions are often made. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Who's to Blame? by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, the preacher gave us encouraging thoughts to consider when it comes to our influence on our children. While there are unending ways in which we can have an impact on our children's lives, ultimately they will have to make decisions of their own when it comes to their personal walk with Jesus Christ. But if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, or where you will spend eternity, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor Michael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page 
or follow us on Facebook for more information. Our bookstore is also open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.